Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Badger Bonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. Hey, Corbs. What up, Katie? Hi, Dave. Hi. So, guess what Corbs and I did last weekend, Dave? Well, over the past four days. Um, you you solved some major world. We solved crisis. some major Katie and Corbin world you taught, crisis. We you did. taught Trump yeah. how not to tweet. Ha. Yeah, right. Yeah, I right. wish we took step two, and we're both Ooh, done now. We're done. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. It is huge. These tests are always weird because you go into a room and <laughs> take a test for eight hours, and somehow you can't remember what happened the whole yeah. time. You, it's like. A t- it's literally a time warp like you yeah. step in and then nine hours later you emerge like a butterfly just kidding like a squash <laughs> like a squash bug on the windshield of butterfly. on the windshield of usmle who charges you millions of dollars to do yeah usmle is the the um the uh the semi truck and where the yeah. <laughs> the butterflies and the it's good for you. Rick. Builds character. It's good for it's, no, it's it good doesn't. for your patients. There's no character that comes from that. <laughs> it's terrible. What about your patients? Your patient patients will benefit Nothing from knowing. Nothing to do with patient care. Um, it's stupid. <laughs> okay. I understand that the need for your like standardized tests to know that everyone's getting medical right, education that's you can't standardize medical education right. now. Yeah. But C S clinical skills is a whole different story and i'm really pissed that we have to take that test so that's the one where you go and you interact with uh with uh people who are called standardized patients Mm -hmm. and then you interview them interview them and then they grade you or they 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 mark you up based on your clinical skills yeah and your your professional skills right um stuff you should know just a podcast about those standardized patients it's very interesting yeah i feel like it was good like i should like tell uh my friends and family who don't really understand my life i should like have them listen to it i think it's interesting to hear like uh to hear outsiders perspective on Mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah um just because for us it's really normal Mm -hmm. but it's interesting to hear other people's also a really weird job yeah yeah Yeah. trying to explain that to somebody well you know like so the the uh, upstairs in the building that we work in here uh, are these clinical suites mm-hmm. where you where basically you guys get tested or evaluated on your basically similar to that um, where that test where you interact with fake patients and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, if you hang up hang out up there on test day, you're very likely to see like. Uh, old men walking down the hallway with their tidy whities on. It's just like being in the hospital, right, honestly. Right, with their gowns undone in the back, and it's like, oh, God. But, you know, anything, anything for the sake of teaching you guys medicine, that's what yeah. they'll do. They're a I mean, very dedicated kinda, group of people. That is true. I mean, it's kind of hokey when you do it, but I think it really does actually help just because sometimes you just need to say the words but yeah. once before you say them in real life for yeah. it to... Um, for it to actually feel right coming out of your mouth. That's true. 
But now you're done with step one. Step two. Step one and step two. Woo! Oh, two steps. Two steps. One more step Pretty left. soon we're going to finish our square dancer. <laughs> Line dancer. <whatever. laughs> I get it. I was like not sure where you were going and then, and then I figured it out. Okay. So speaking of uh, similarly uncomfortable things to taking step exams, let's talk about placentas. Placentas are fun. Placentas are like one of my favorite organs. That and fetal circulation are my two favorite physiology. They're pretty interesting things. how they come about. And what's amazing to me is that it's a a disposable organ. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it. Yeah. It serves, it serves its purpose. purpose. When you're done with it, you just get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Or do you? But um, that's what this episode's about, Dave. Good what? job. Are Dave gonna, didn't even know. Are you gonna drop some knowledge on me? Yeah. Um, okay. Are you gonna turn my world upside down? All right. Sure. Are. Bring it on. I was just going to say, it's also the standard med student job, deliver the placenta. Yeah. <laughs> Corbs and I have probably delivered... Can't fuck that up. What, like at least 20 placentas? We've delivered some placentas in yeah. our lives. I've delivered two babies, but many, many more placentas. Yep. Good times. So placentas have been in the news lately because... Um, so people have been eating their placentas or mm. like getting their placentas encapsulated you know and um yeah, they get them like freeze dried yeah or. and put into capsules so that they take them and there's like a whole bunch of touted health benefits which may or may not be true we'll talk about that later but the news story is that um the cdc came out on june 30th and said that there was this case in oregon of this baby who had sepsis right after it was born, GBS positive sepsis, which is group B strep. We talked about that in our Welcome to the Vagina Jungle yep. episode. Yep. So that's the normal flora that, um, for some women that can hurt babies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like we talked about, it can cause meningitis in babies and sepsis. So sepsis mm -hmm. is like an infection of your blood, basically. So this baby had group B strep sepsis soon after it was born. And then it went home. Like, it was fine, had antibiotics, went home. And then it came back a few days later to the doctor and had sepsis again. And in, like, investigating this case, they found out that the mom had eaten her encapsulated placenta. And so they had done, like, um, so they had the cultures from the baby's blood. And then they apparently, I don't know why they, like, did this, but they, like, um, cultured the breast milk, cultured, and then they ended up culturing this encapsulated placenta, mm -hmm. and they f that's where they found the group B strep was in the placenta. And so they, like, they um, went so far as to uh, compare the genomes of the, you know, because you can, like, tell if bacterial strains are the same based on if their genomes line up, and they were exactly the same. Yeah. So the baby sepsis and the placenta GBS were the same. And so sounds like a smoking gun right there. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think they did it to see, make sure that that's where it was coming from. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Because if they're going to issue this statement, obviously they should like right. have a link, right? Yeah, yeah. And the the initial groupie strep that the baby had uh, was a little different than the one that it got the second time later on. Mm -hmm. So uh, so basically, they said that uh, that you shouldn't. They basically said, they didn't say that you shouldn't do it. They just said that physicians should be able to advise their patients that this is a risk of eating your placenta mm -hmm. um, or, you know, consuming it. And then they also did talk, they didn't say the company, but they did talk about, like, uh, how they sterilize it. And essentially because it's not, this is kind of a new thing. And so there's no, like, FDA regulated way of um, sterilizing it. And so... 
there's no way to like make sure that it's completely sterile. Yeah, if you've so a lot of these things are freeze dried, I think. Yeah. Right. They're not like cooked in a traditional sense. They're, right. They're freeze dried. Well, they yeah they dehydrated well, it, it at like 130 degrees or yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. So it's a little cooked. Did. I don't know because you can't really. Well, they dehydrated it at right. 130 degrees. So you yeah. but you can't. I guess you can't assume in that case that that the Mm-mm. bugs have been cooked out. I mean, they no. It just doesn't get hot enough for that. Well, like I think the especially article, viruses are right. Well, right, even yeah. bacteria. I mean, the article was saying that, like if you wanted to kill E. coli, you'd have to cook it at for one hundred and twenty minute, twenty one minutes at one hundred thirty one degrees Celsius or something like that. One hundred thirty one degrees Celsius. Is it or Fahrenheit? Sorry. Well. So you, that's I mean, of, that's interesting because you know how we're told like boiling food, like you know bringing it to a boil, but water only boils at hundred degrees Celsius. So, fair enough. So that no hundred degrees Celsius. Celsius. Oh yeah. <laughs> all the I'm all the, the bi- all the Switch. science knowledge is gone. From it just oh wait, spilled out my ears. Oh, 212 degrees. Two hundred twelve. Okay, I remember that because it I was, was like okay. We need to stop mixing our Fahrenheit um, and Celsius. Well, that's because they make us do metric at the hospital, which is smart, but whatever. Is, anyway, I, like I only think in metric anymore. Um, <laughs> but that I remember it was two hundred twelve degrees uh, Celsius because there was Fahrenheit. This, Fahrenheit. <laughs> Damn it. Because there was this club in this small little town I used to live in Was- in Washington. It was at 212 Natchez Avenue and oh. it was called The Boiling Point. Oh, precious. That's awesome. That's adorable. Uh, All right. Yeah, so put your anyway. bit, I don't know if it's still there. I'm going to I'm going to come down on a firm position here which is that you sh- if you're going to if you're going to do something with your placenta Put it up, buried under a nice tree. That's one of the things people do. Yeah. I've like looked up everything that people do with their placentas. So, well, first of all, I was just going to say that eating your placenta is, um, so, you know, the touted health benefits are that it, uh, you know, uh, makes you have less blood loss anemia, like it, yeah. it you know, ups your iron stores. And Postpartum has, depression. Yeah, has all these hormones in it that helps with depression and baby blues and um, has all these vitamins and minerals, you know, that make you feel better after birth, which is true. Like, it is a organ, so it does contain those things, but I looked up a study that compared... Um, you know, the, like, hemoglobin levels of women who had ate, like, encapsulated placenta versus beef, so, like, controls, and it was the same. So, yeah. like, it really doesn't... Just because you're consuming it doesn't mean you're absorbing it, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, your body, most for the most part, can only... There's a threshold for right. the amount of vitamins and minerals your body can um, absorb on a daily basis, and otherwise you're just paying, paying for expensive pee mm-hmm. most of the time. Or poop, because, like, iron or doesn't poop, get yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, absorbed. Uh, so... And I've also heard that one of the justifications for consuming, maybe, have we talked about it or did I just read about it? Mm, Anyway, I'll just say it. it. Um, One of the justifications that people have for consuming the placenta is that, well, animals do it, so it must confer some benefit. Yeah. I just, well, I have a side about this because, (laughs) well, I did read some articles about 
the benefit, like why it, they speculate animals do it. But mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of fresh that um, people speculate about the motives of animals. Like, how are we supposed to know why fresh. they do what they do? Yeah, you got to be careful when you speculate about the motives of animals. They will I mean, slap you. Yeah. I mean, like, how, you want to get slapped by a squirrel? Go for it. Because, I mean, animals do a lot of things that. Purely for survival, yeah, so that's something to think poop, about. Also. But yeah, they also eat their own young. So yeah. I mean, how do we not know that? Like, basically, it's just something that's there that they can consume. That's easy for yeah. them. It's like the Taco Bell of the animal world. They're probably you just know hungry. that is the placenta's new slogan. Yeah, it's just because <laughs> it's there and they can eat it. Yeah, but They're I did a little drunk, cough hormones. It's fine. Yeah. Taco Bell. Anyway, but they did talk. I did think it was kind of funny. So I looked up an article. There have been some studies about afterbirth and animals and why Mm -hmm. they eat it and stuff like that. And there have been two studies that one. So they put like they put um, foster baby rats in with um, non mom rats Mm -hmm. and they covered them in placenta and like afterbirth and stuff. Mm And naturally, the rat goes up to the baby to lick it because they're going to eat it because they're drawn to it because an animal and it creates bonding, I guess. Okay. But that's something human people don't do. You don't lick the placenta off your baby. So it doesn't confer the same bonding. I'm not going to assume that there aren't people out there who aren't licking their babies. I am not going to assume that. Yeah, that's true. They, I mean, they always told us when we were in the newborn nursery. To always make sure we wore gloves when we mm-hmm. held, even though baby newborn babies look cute and cuddly, most of the time they haven't had their first first bath yet. So yeah, gotta be I careful. used to do that. That used to be my job, giving babies their first baths. Oh, that would be fun. It was, it was the best. Some of them like it, some of them hate it. But uh, the other thing I was gonna say about animals is, from what I looked up, uh, most some primates eat their placentas, but most don't. So oh. I mean, we're primates, so. Um, like Corbin was saying, you know, one of the theories is that it's to protect from, pred- you know, to, to make sure that, like, predators aren't getting you while you're vulnerable and stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, primates don't so predators do it. So t- predators can't smell the placenta and basically right. zoom home in on you and yeah. eat you and your babies. Because you just had a baby, All so right. you're, like, just laying there. Yeah, but, yeah, so there's, and then <laughs> I read this, so there's this blog called The Skeptical OB, which I don't... So it sounds like she was like an OB and then she quit to like raise her kids, which is totally fine. So I don't know like how up on like the actual medical science she still is. But in her blog, she was talking about how from her research, basically placentophagy, which is what it's called when you eat your placenta, was basically the oldest um, human record of it is from California. (laughs) So like basically these like crunchy midwives like just made up this thing and then started touting the health benefits the other thing she said about it which i thought was really good to think about whenever you're like discussing medical things is that the people who are telling you all the health benefits of this are the people who are profiting from it because they're charging money for you like to encapsulate it and to like make it into stuff you know yeah yeah so you should always be wary of those kind of things i would like to say that i don't think that like i don't think that midwife is a I mean oh, there's a distinction between sorry yeah like you know like a lay midwife and yeah. a certified nurse's midwife yeah. and so I yeah. I don't believe that I should have clarified that no I totally like midwives are awesome like certified nurse midwives or anybody who has like an actual education to be a midwife are bomb.com I love them yeah very evidence-based science yeah. uh 
often ahead of their time yeah people we Um, work with a lot of them at the hospital and they're great so another thing about this placenta eating you know i have a background in medical anthropology and so a lot of the research for medical anthropology shows that if something doesn't hurt people and it's culturally significant you shouldn't discourage them from doing it because one they don't they won't listen and two it's also like not very respectful of other people's cultures there's a lot of research about um one of the first ebola outbreaks uh was a huge issue because, and this is before the big Ebola outbreak that everyone heard about, was like previous Ebola outbreaks. Um, they part of the in the Congo, part of the grieving process were like kissing the dead mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and that was obviously a huge issue for Ebola spread. So, um, and it became a huge issue because the World Health Organization, you know, came in and were like trying to get people to bury body, you know, bury bodies or burn bodies and stuff like that. And so it didn't really jive with the cultural mm-hmm. um, practices there. But anyway, so, but when I think about this placenta, you know, I, I'm not going to, I mean, I think right now, like the recommendations are we, there's not enough research. Mm-hmm. We can't say it's good or bad for you. There is these, there are these possible risks. Um, but then I think about what is the cultural you know yeah where is the where, where in is the it, u.s where does it instance, come from where you know? is the cultural influence to uh, consume right yeah other not, than gwyneth paltrow or somebody right yeah. like it's, who it's not like it's something that's been passed down for generations sometimes some of these things and i'm not presuming that this is a case here but sometimes people you know just get, get a weird idea in their head and like oh this makes sense but the logic isn't fully there i think about this in paleo just you know people are like <laughs> cavemen eat a bunch of ate a bunch of meat and so if we eat a bunch of meat we're gonna be healthy like cavemen but we presume that cavemen had like really good cardiovascular health yeah like well cavemen had to like and let's point out that they all died when they were like 30 so. they all died yeah, exactly. young and they also were constantly you know moving and working their bodies so and okay does paleo have a lot of fat in it i think so so that's the other thing is if you are constantly like running around and chasing animal, you know fighting for your life essentially like you need to burn a lot of fat right but we are not that kind of society <laughs> so most of us just like hold on to our fat now because we're not you know working you know manual labor yeah so anyway Anyway, fads, am I right? I'm fads. holding on to my fat. I don't know. Seems. You always got to be skeptical is what I'm saying. So along with, well, I guess we could talk about the ways that people can eat their placentas because I found a few. Let's hear them. So you can uh, grill it up just like a slab of beef. Just like a steak. With some A1? Yeah. I'm sure it'd be fine. It's, but it's not muscle, is it? No, it's not. So the stuff I was reading, it's basically like an organ meat, like, right. a, like liver, you know. Yeah, so liver disgusting. Liver gross. Yep. Also, okay, so I'm a I will eat most of an animal, but there are a few things that I won't eat, like brains, for sure, hard pass. That's yeah. how you get my cow disease. Right. Anyway. Um, but also like anything that filters toxins. I've heard, you know, that like <laughs> the toxins are filtered, so they you know, they leave in your bowel and your urine, but it still just kinda freaks me out. So like yeah. liver and kidney, don't know if I'd do that. I'm most not a huge other- liver person. I don't, I've had it before, I don't I don't like it. Yeah. So, but most other things I'll eat. But, so the placenta is a filtering organ. So I just don't, ah, I don't know. Anyway, what else? It couldn't be 100% efficient, for instance, at getting rid of the toxins. That's just not possible. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, But you can put it in smoothies if you can't stomach just the placenta steak. Mm -hmm. You can put it in smoothies and you can encapsulate it. 
Have you heard of any others? That's what all I you, can find. Um, what would you put in a smoothie? Pasta recipes online. Pasta? Oh, like sausage? Yeah. Ooh. I want to know what's in a smoothie. Like, is it a savory smoothie? I actually have a recipe. I guess if you only put a little bit in. Yeah. Or maybe if you put the capsules. Like, if you dump the capsules right. in. I don't know. Let's see. Placenta smoothie. This is from <laughs> Women's Health Magazine. Good. Of course That's it is. a peer-reviewed journal. Good. <laughs> yeah. I just thought I'd put I it do out there. make my recipes be peer-reviewed. <laughs> um, placenta. One cup fresh squeezed orange juice. One half cup plain organic milk yogurt. Make sure it's organic. organic right. It has to be whole milk. And one cup frozen strawberries. It doesn't say how much placenta. Just one, I guess the whole thing. One placenta. <laughs> That's. That's a lot of There's placenta. a picture of a like a f- pink drink on here and I just feel like if you put your placenta in yeah. a That's, I it will no longer be pink. It would be dark pink. A dark like brown, brown probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the color of coagulated blood if you yeah. will. I also kind of have issue with this cuz it again doesn't distinguish between lay midwives and certified n- nurses midwives cuz it says in this article most traditional doctors don't see any reason to take them. There's no scientific evidence to support popping them. They're talking about the placenta capsules. But they're still popular in the midwife sector. Oh. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the other thing. The whole time I was researching this, I didn't make that distinction. everything said, there's no scientific evidence to support this, but you, Enjoy. Sh- you should do it because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, if there's no scientific evidence, then you should not be telling people to do crap. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think you just have to be open about that. If people want to do whatever they want to do with their bodies, knowing that, one, there's no scientific evidence, and two, it could be dangerous, it is what it is. Yeah. But, I mean, the placebo effect is real. Yeah. Well, and as a medical society, we shouldn't be encouraging it, definitely. Like, I don't think we should. Yeah, I don't think we should encourage it. Okay. I think you just have to give people the fact, like, just say, hey, there's no evidence to support this right now we're saying this has some potential harms and again there's no evidence to support it if we could if we could go back in time and eliminate the kardashians i bet there would be less placenta consuming because they were did they they made it yeah oh i didn't know that it was like it was courtney kardashian who was all about it i I just don't understand why they're even famous but whatever that's my own deal because they got big booties and they eat the placenta i have a big booty too and i'm not famous (laughs) So my favorite, my favorite. Based this, on your booty, you should be. I, I know. Um, my favorite. This was my favorite line. This kind of goes along with this. Um, so this was in a PubMed article. Like I looked this up on PubMed and this is a line. This is my favorite line. It just made me laugh. Placentophagy, the practice of afterbirth ingestion among humans, has grown among middle class white women in Western societies. <laughs> if that is not like the definition of a yeah. fad, I don't know. That's all right. it is. Yeah. Well, you know. Culture runs deep in middle class white women. that's true. You know, a lot of culture there. So here's some other uh, fun things that you can do with your placenta. The stuff that people do with their placentas is one of my favorite things about uh, the American culture. So you can, uh, along with the faux medical things, you can make it into a salve, which apparently helps with uh, your C-section scar or, you know, like your stretch marks. Oh. Apparently. Hmm. Yeah, whatever. Because... Uh. <laughs> yep <laughs> that makes a lot of sense but it's fine you can get it made into jewelry well is this what is this, this where is they fancy is this where they heat it up and compress it and it turns into a gem yeah i'm totally doing that when i die 
Yeah. Oh, uh, you can what do that. Call yourself. I don't know. Like, we'll call them corpse gems because I feel like that's a marketable that, name right there. We should I want to be own. a tree. Yeah, that's what that's I want to do. Um, nope. I also want to be a diamond. No, so this diamond thing. I'll finally be pretty. Christine's going to wear it. <laughs> Christine's going to. She's probably throwing a drawer, actually, if I know Christine. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can't. These are life gems, I think is what they're yes. called. And so we were talking about this in college one time. And my college professor signed me up for their mailing list. <laughs> <laughs> and so I get like. So every I, once in a while. I get know. catalogs from them. Awesome. I've seen this for breast milk, too. Yeah, they have, that's the other thing. They have it for bless, breast milk. And then apparently they make. Like breast you... milk lace and i think you just like express the breast milk and then let it like dry and it <laughs> makes like a la- i don't know it's what weird. in god's name i mean obviously it's not like lace you wear like i'm sure it's like on glass or something but yeah. it's so weird so getting how could you make a gem out of breast milk there's not a lot of I think material there you'd have they to like, probably just mix it into some sort of glass or yeah, something i think and... that's what they do and then the, the website i was looking at they like they do that they mix the breast milk in a glass and then they'll put like a lock of hair and like curl it in there so it looks mm-hmm. you like a swirl okay anyway my children by, by the way my children found a uh a uh an album in my house um that my mother must have given me i don't even remember having it but they found this album and uh, it contains a picture of me as a baby with a lock of my hair. My children were completely grossed out that there's a lock of hair. They thought this was not grossed out, but they were like, yeah, that is such a strange practice. It's, this is what I mean, I if you if you weird. I, well, I think maybe that's because we've heard of it before. Yeah. I mean, in a few years, maybe they won't. Well, they used to have hair lockets. Yeah. You know, with people's dead y- people's hair. In. Right. I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, my mom looked at looked at from a certain perspective. Yeah, no, I can see that. Uh, I have all of my baby teeth still. That's weird. At my mom's house. (laughs) For a second there, I thought in your mouth. No, not in my (laughs) mouth. I knew I should. uh... Well, all right. I'm uncomfortable with that. (laughs) I don't know why she kept them. Although one of them is really cool because I had a tooth that fused when I was little, and then only one grew back. So Uh I mean, that's cool. Wait, you're telling me the tooth fairy doesn't harm them? This is why this has an explicit rating, so little oh kids can't listen, and oh I can't God. ruin their childhoods. <laughs> oh, okay, anyway. Uh, you can make a photo frame out of it. So there's this company. I don't... It, it looked like they grind them down and then sprinkle it into, you know, like they... Epoxy or something. Yeah. I guess I just don't... Gross. I mean, Still gross. To yeah. each his or her their own if they want to have a breast milk necklace and a placenta <laughs> frame, but I just don't see... <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Of course, if I have kids, that's definitely what you're I just me. don't see what's sentimental or... Spe- like, from my perspective, I don't see what's sentimental or special about it. I just don't get it. Like, why don't you just have a picture of your kid? It's fine. Yeah, you've got, I mean, you've got an entire baby to remind you of the day right, that right. the baby was born. And, like, the... Um, you know the jewelry and stuff i can see that if you had like a fetal demise or you know sure. like a stillbirth or something and i guess but you would have had to think ahead in order to have your so you might as well get yeah, it made right away but yeah i don't know yeah but you're right like i don't understand the yeah emotional value of these items well, I guess, well babies are seen as very fragile things and so maybe that's sort of tied into it somehow like yeah. we have to have this this other thing just in case the baby goes away or yeah something. i guess i don't know um, another thing you can do, like Corbin said, is to plant it. Hmm. I like this one. This is, if I did anything, if I have a baby, which I it's probably want. nice. This is what I would do. Because, like, 
Why not give let it, you know, fertilize some sure. some circle of life shit, you know? Yeah. I won't judge that one. Yeah. Yeah. At least you're not interacting with it very much. Everything Otherwise else I'm judging. It's going to end up in an incinerator, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um the, so I so I've seen, you know, you can like paint with it. I've seen this for a while. <laughs> so you basically take it and you push it, press it and paint and then put it on a canvas. <laughs> it's kind of like sponge painting, you know. So yeah. I've seen that before. But then on the website, which I've listed, parents.com, like, made a list of things you can do with it. <laughs> this lady paints with it. And essentially, she paints on a t-shirt for her kid. And essentially what she does oh is she freezes the placenta for so long and then thaws it. And then essentially just uses the blood from it to paint on a t-shirt. Uh-huh. So she which just is... paints her kid's t-shirt with blood. And this is the worst part. She painted, like, Wilson the volleyball. <laughs> Let's, I want to take this to its logical conclusion here, okay? Is that serious or is that ironic? I, just she, I don't know. That's what she did. That seems like a joke. I just want to take this concept to its logical conclusion for a minute. So if it's okay, if it's advisable or in, in it all, you know, good in any way to create a t-shirt painting of your placenta, you know, as the, the, the one of the female organs of generation, mm-hmm. right? I should be able to dip my balls in some paint <laughs> and then use it to like sponge paint my my child's nursery. Yeah, I mean, go for it. Right. I guess, I guess it, that kind of is my point with I don't get why it right. seems. I mean, like I said, people are going to do what they want to do. And if you find meaning in it, whatever, I'm not here to tell you that you can't find meaning in that. But uh, it just seems the same. You know, it just seems like people have their if they have a kidney taken out. People only have two kidneys, you know, like mm-hmm. what, why isn't that sentimental and you want to, <laughs> you know, make a t-shirt with your kidney or I don't know. And so I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's a symbolism of it giving life to your child, but well, so, technically you gave life to your child. So yeah. I don't know. Um, so there's, there's a company called I Heart Guts that makes plush, yeah, yeah. plush organs and they have a placenta mm-hmm. and it you know the tagline is your baby's first roommate which i think is adorable <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. and i lo- like i kind of want a plush placenta for my office someday um but uh this is another thing that this is my favorite thing that you can do with your placenta is you can apparently get it made into a teddy bear <laughs> which is just so the like, best. it can be your child's forever roommate forever roommate what would that look like? It looks like a leather teddy bear. I'll post a picture of it in our show notes. Gross. Should I not? Yes, you yeah. should. It's not... If you didn't know that's what it was, it just looks like a leather teddy bear. Which... Which is kind of is creepy, also too. Weird. But, yeah. you know, you, there's, like, old-timey pictures Man, what if you went to your friend's house for a sleepover <laughs> and you touched their placenta teddy bear? <laughs> that's a good point. Oh, gross. Mm. And then you'd be the kid who had a placenta teddy bear. Yeah, nobody wants to be that kid. Oh, the shirt, <laughs> the shirt lady on her blog. That's the last thing you need. I feel like it's not something, it's really, I mean, you could expect a, a lot of bad things to happen to you as a child. Middle school to, is already hard enough. Right. Yeah. But, to, but to be preparing constantly for being that kid who has the placenta mm. teddy bear, that's wrong. So the, I feel like this, this, uh, this episode is very judgy. <laughs> it is. I feel a little bad, but well, really. Guys, do what you want to do. I mean, do okay, what you obviously, wanna, here's what, here's, here, I need to, I need to say this. 
<laughs> we already talked about the medical, you know, implications of eating your placenta. Mm-hmm. We already talked about the fact that there's no evidence to support it and that most physicians don't recommend it, et cetera. So that's like for real. Like, right. That's, you know, this is the opinion. That's not our opinion. Of- you know, that's not our opinion. That's what's out there in the medical community. Right. So, um, but our opinion is, you know, my opinion, I guess I should just speak for myself, is that, uh, you know, it's your body, you do what you want, but. So we're not judging you and saying like, oh, you're a bad person if you make a placenta teddy bear, but we're just saying why it kind of seems a little funny to us. Yeah. And like we, like we all said that we like the planting it idea. Like obviously we're not all opposed to doing something with your placenta that's meaningful. I also, I think the, the paintings look cool. Like even though they sound really weird, like I do think they look cool. But, you know, just a teddy, that's just a little far. It's a little All right, far. well, I'm going to go make some I mean, like, I'm not going to make a placenta this. teddy bear or do anything with my placenta if I ever have a baby, probably, so. Yeah. All right. Um, this is, I added this one to the list, and this is my favorite thing, is you set it to path. There you go. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you just send it to the path. That's my favorite thing to do with the placenta. <laughs> Which, I mean, you don't always have to send placentas to path, but a lot of the times we do. So... That's all I have, folks. Man. All right. Do you guys what have a good any time. other comments about placentas? No. Personally. Uh, Sorry for being judgmental, but I feel that some of those deserve it. I'm just going to, hey, you know. I agree. Different drugs for different folks. Yeah. 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 Mm, Hopefully else? there'll be some good research come out about it and we'll know for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, because so delayed core clamping is kind of like that. Like people used to think it was all crunchy granola. And now I just finished a Nikki rotation and it's like actually pretty beneficial oh. for kids to yeah. delay core clamping as long as there's not an indication not to. Yeah, I guess I just don't understand why a placenta would be any different than if you were to just make a vitamin with. Right, because you're things. supposed to keep taking your prenatal vitamins after, yeah. you, if, especially if you're breastfeeding, but you know, after birth. So yeah. pretty much the same. Right. Anyway, that's what it is. What else? All right. Well, well uh, like us it? on Facebook. Nope. We still got to do this part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like us on Facebook. Send us an email. Follow us on Twitter. Instagram. And Instagram. That's all the things we have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>